0: Every team, every topic,
1: everywhere.
0: This is Believe.
1: We're back. We're one to know Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Tasapos, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Carter, and the Quan Cosby. This is the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. So get your horns up because here we go. Horns up talking Texas podcast. We needed a pass rush. We were pining for a pass rush all off season. We got one on Saturday and now we have one in the building. We have Lamar Houston, Texas. Great NFL pro. And we owe you a little congrats, man. Word on the street is someone got their MBA pretty recently at UT. <laughs> oh,
0: thanks, hey. man. I appreciate that. I got my MSTC, but. You know, close enough for me. Close. To masters and masters. <laughs> I been th- I didn't tell
1: you guys this. I've been thinking about going back to school, but not for scholastic reasons, just because <laughs> just because I miss it.
2: He needs to find himself a wife. That's what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to say it out loud, but that's definitely the case. Uh, what's before we get into the big game that's coming up this weekend, Lamar, I want to hear any kind of reaction you have. The defense looked pretty solid. We were at major defense. They played great. Right. How do you feel about yeah. the pass rush?
0: I think they're really improved. You know, I've seen those guys practicing in uh, training camp and, and really trying to get better with their skills with Bo Davis. And uh, I think I saw some improvement on Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were calling a couple things we were looking for on the show going into it. We were looking for Sanders, some positives, we looking for Sanders to get involved offensively. Yeah, he was the highest rated tight end in all of Power 5. Amazing, that hit. We were looking for Bijan to get involved in the pass game. That worked. The pass block for a bunch of young guys, a bunch of rookies, pretty good. Like a couple penalties to start. And outside of the mullet trying to, you know, go party in the back in the first drive, yeah. he was not he was not that bad either. X Man Whittington, we're gonna to need to see more from them. But a big thing we were looking for is we were looking for one guy to really jumpstart the defense. And it looks like it's number five. It looks like is gonna be our guy defensively. What are your guys' thoughts on him?
0: I think he's great. Uh veteran D B. He's, he's got really good ball skills, as you can see. He had one for six. I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and Overstreet, uh, Overstreet or Overshawn, as I appreciate I think they're both going to be solid players for the defense this fall, mm-hmm. especially as far as leadership.
3: Absolutely, yeah, I mean, I agree. That's uh, Jameson. He should be. He's been there longer. He came back. He know he needs to raise his stock. So it's almost like a contract year for him if he want to play in the league. And then Overshawn and not just overshown some of these young cats that came in Murphy and some of them and just tackling and the penetration and so some could say oh it's ULM I don't care we didn't see a lot of that at any team last year and uh so I and PK I think another year under his belt understanding his players a little bit better but I like the motor you know one thing in playing with, with Lamar even as good as he was it was because he outworked everybody and he had that motor and i'm starting to see that on the d-line a little bit but also with just the way they're tackling and, and doing their thing and it was it was game one but we've seen worse game ones and i, I was i was proud of the defensive effort that's for sure i mm-hmm.
0: love the energy too they had that energy and that passion this weekend can uh, more than they used to have so you know starting to seem like the guys are really loving to play together
2: yeah and you mentioned number. You mentioned number five as well, DB. And we had Michael Griffin on last week talking about how the defensive backfield plays better when the D line plays well, right? I and mean, yeah. when you have a strong foundation, your roof doesn't have to work as hard. We got three sacks last year. Our leading sacker had two and a half sacks. So it, it's gonna it's gonna be a long road if we can't get to the quarterback. So I mean, as a pass rusher, I mean, what are you seeing out of this group that maybe has changed from last year?
0: You know, like like said, they're playing with more motor. I think they're doing better with their hands as well, getting off blocks and, and actually getting penetration in the backfield. Um, There's still a bunch of young guys, and they're raw, but they're, they're starting to pick up uh, better techniques and, and playing with a higher motor as they go on.
3: Well, and, and Griff said it last week. He said, man, it's amazing how much better they were when that quarterback was under stress. And and <laughs> you, you throw it a little bit behind them, tip ball, you know, Jameson take it to the crib. So all of that works hand in hand. And they're going to have to do it even more with a little bit different uh, athletes this weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah. But they were they were at least putting pressure on the quarterback. He was uncomfortable. You know, you could see them actually making a difference like Quan saying in the past game and applying that pressure to the quarterback and really uh, contributing to overall defense performance. Um you know, as opposed to the last couple of years, you know, they're much they're much better than me this year.
1: Mm, absolutely. And you know, it's usually we're on the other end of bad special teams play, but it was nice to be on, you know, the receiving end some of some good special teams play. If you look at if you look see you look at the flat score line, it's 52-10. You're just gonna assume the offense went off. Obviously, negate the field goal, it's 49 points put up by the horns, but one of them is off a block punt, Jamison. And then Jamison also, like you said, returned one for six. But going back the Defensive line. Can we say Cobra might be the most important player on the defensive side of the football? 99? Yeah.
0: Definitely. Definitely. He's, he's the senior leadership. And, you know, anytime you have a senior leader on your on your D-line, he's basically, you know, your heart and soul in the team. So, mm-hmm. he gets those guys fired up and he plays with passion. He plays strong. I like the way he plays. You know, he plays low to the ground.
1: Yeah. How was the vibe in the stadium, Q?
3: Oh, man. It was... Before game one uh, late night it was everybody ready for football man Every, everybody was ready to get back rolling walking up to the tailgates it's, it's it's cool because on one hand the Bevo Boulevard and all that stuff people like that stuff but really people showed up and now this week the fire marshal gonna be there but uh, <laughs> they, they showed up and it was cool and even talking about Coburn what's interesting about him Murphy kind of taking that starting role two things to, to what Lamar said Coburn's leadership didn't stop he actually, I think it added a little more fire to him. And when he came in, he realized, again, he's a senior. So if you're going to make it to that next level, you better go. When you get your number called, when they rotate, go in there and be a different. So uh, it's going to be cool to kind of see the way they worked that two different players. But at least last weekend, you can see the impact both of them was making. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lamar was your senior year, you elevated to a second-round pick. Uh, you, what was your mindset throughout the season? Obviously, you want to win games and you're playing for a team that's competitive, but how are you feeling as a senior, you know, elevating your draft stock looking forward?
0: No, I don't know. I was, I was in the same uh, conferences, as i and and Jeremy McCoy, so, you know, my whole thing was just to be better than those guys, and, and that's, you know, should put me in some good standards across the country as far as uh, D-line, so you know, I had two of the best D tackles in the draft in my conference, and that you know, was fortunate for me. So, you know, all I need to focus on was just playing a little bit better than those guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, wow, what a defensive line. The Sue McCoy defensive line. That's crazy. Those guys were absolutely I mean, Sue, like you know, say what you will about him being a crazy <laughs> MFer in the pros. Yeah. The best defensive college players of all time. Griff also, you know, just calling back to the last interview, said a lot of the players today don't know what that Arkansas rivalry really was with Texas. And a lot of the guys may not really have grasped what the Alabama rivalry is. Off the field, these are two programs, sort of the biggest, most recognizable programs in the country. No question. But these are two teams that have met for the national title. twice, and, Twice. And an injury away from it swinging the other way. How... How often do you think about that game? Like, does this, you know, this coming up, you know, this game coming up, does it bring back some old feelings? And what would you say to the young players, like, maybe to help motivate them, you know, and really get in your head about the importance of this one? Not just because it's Bama, Texas, and we're going to the SEC, but from your perspective as a guy who's played in this kind of game before against a great team?
0: Uh, You know, I think uh, I talk about that game more often (laughs) <laughs> then uh, I realized. Just some people asking, you know, when did I play at Texas? What years was it? And, you know, that being the last time they went to the national championship, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's very eye It stands out, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you mentioned you played with Pope McGoy, Oh, you guys played against Bama you lost in that championship, national championship. But um, I talk about it more often than I like. Uh, but I think that the guys, should first of all, know, Anytime you're playing on a big platform where it's basically a nationally televised game and everybody's going to be watching, you know, you're representing every Longhorn that's ever been there and you're representing us as a team. And, you know, the way you play is the way you basically, you know, represent the generation of the Longhorn before you. And it's important for you to know that, Hey, you know, what I do out here this Saturday is now going to be the outlook of the Longhorns from here on out. And you want to make that impactful outlook to say, "Hey, we're here. You know, we bleed orange, and we are we're tough. You know, we're some we're some hard hitters. We're some runners. We're some you know go getters. Whatever you want to call it. You know, we have that passion to win the game, and and it should be a long, long day coming in our house.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's what I think about too. Uh, one." Bama is damn good, let's be real. But they didn't go undefeated last year. Some teams found a way to hit them in the mouth, especially on the road and early, to and, and beat them. So they're not unbeatable. And and then two, man, that level of pride that we always talk about, I'm not saying you need to throw back to Sam Ellinger. We're back. But if you really feel like you want to take a step if you want to get that soft kind of perception off your team this is how you do it number one team coming to town and what's weird is in some bowls you're not even ranked what do you have to lose go out there and play reckless Mm -hmm. go out there and crack heads go you literally have nothing to lose you're what 17 18 19 um you know point underdog. Let everything you see – I go back to the USC game. We were out in Cali. Bro, the Cali people were dang near patting us on the the back like we were a charity case. Oh, hey, y'all, just enjoy California. You don't stand a chance, but just enjoy. And on so many levels, clearly we know what Vince did, but what the defense did, they made that stop. And and several more, Mike G's interception in the end zone, that feeler's perspective, and hey, we have nothing to lose. Then we jumped out on them. They came back. They're a great team. We knew it was going to happen. And then we finished them. There was an ounce of doubt. I think that's what I want to look at because I talk a lot about this team this year and their body language, going by practice, seeing them in pregame. They didn't look sure for the last few years. matter of fact, since Lamar's senior year, they haven't looked sure when they got on the football field. But it's this weird little aura. And I don't know if it's leadership. I don't know if it's Sark's second year, if it's work. You know, because a lot of this staff came from Bama, but as as Tyson say, everybody got a plan until you get hit in the mouth. How are they gonna react? And you know what? They can hit them in the mouth too. Like, bro, you got on pads. No better <laughs> chance than now to kind of truly turn that. And, and I'm not even saying go beat them. That would be nice. And I think just it's take
0: it to a dog. Just take it to a dog fight.
3: Just, t- just t- it. I want to see a dog fight. The LSU game, I thought we had... I was just thinking that, man. I was thinking about the LSU game. I thought we had turned the corner on it being a dog fight every single time, the LSU game. And then, of course, we digressed, and that was a different coach and all that. But just a dog fight like that, that's what I'd like to see for this team because it is a new year, and I think if they show that, they can build on it. Well, let me
2: ask you guys, as former players, obviously we're... Right now, a 20-point underdog here, right? So there's a big chip on the shoulder. but Whoa, it's going up? It's it, Yeah, it keeps going up because Bama just waxed the floor with Utah State last weekend. Now, obviously, we want to win this game, but if we don't win this game and it's close enough, does that still do enough for a, a locker room's confidence heading into the rest of the games this season? Let's say we lose by a single score.
0: Yeah, that, that's definitely a morale booster that you can carry through and, and build momentum through the season I mean. If you're a 20-point underdog and, and, you know, you beat the game losing by three or losing by six and you took a great team to a dogfight, I mean, that says a lot about you as a team and, and it'll affect other teams when they see you watching that tape, you know, as the season goes on. They're like, man, hey, these guys might not have won, but, you know, they were really taking it to Alabama, and I think that's important. You know, this game will help them have a lasting effect throughout the year. It won't be just about this individual game. You know, they win this game it'll be powerful for the rest of the year. If they come close, it'll be powerful for the rest of the year. You know, we just want to see them have that passion and that grit to just, you know, take it to them.
3: Yeah. And two things Sark said it this week, I was listening. And of course this coach speak, but he's like, all of our goals are still in play after this game. I like that, but I like the Sark who says I need to be playing in December. So my thing is like, no, we're going to go give them all we have. So then the second part is it depends on their leadership. We'll see how this game works. If they get the business, who's gonna? I think I hope they don't do this because it's gonna be checking a box and cliche. We, it is way too early for um, what's that? A uh, player led meetings. It's way too early for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and I think that's just it's fabrication if you do it this early. But if you have real leaders and they they speak their piece and and it it need to be – we've said it a billion times. Do you like winning or do you hate losing? Mm-hmm. And this is one of those games that regardless of how it plays itself out, um, after that game we'll learn a lot about that perspective. Do you get so pissed off at losing that you go beat UTSA by five touchdowns? That's what you'll learn. I mean, or do you let this game beat you twice, which is unfortunately what we've seen in the last few years, why they lost six in a row. So twice, what is your yeah.
1: That's why we lost to you. He's like, that, sorry, Toss. When you get in there?
4: No, I was just going to say, well, they don't even, they don't even necessarily need the, the player-led meeting, right? Because Sark is a guy that just came from Alabama before he got to Texas. Like, he's got enough fire in it that he should be able to motivate these guys. And, and you know, the post-game presser was really – I heard what I needed to hear, right, Quan? He was like, we haven't even talked about the Alabama game when, you know, they're asking, like, hey, you know, you played really well, but, like, was this in the conversation? He was like, no, we haven't even said that school's name yet. But then, of course, the next day you hear, like, yeah, we've had the game plan ready since six months ago. Sark has circled, it was cool. it was
3: circled this real game. real coach speak, but if you, if you haven't prepared yeah, we got a problem. Sark <laughs> has circled this game since the day he
2: got hired at Texas. You best believe that. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, so, so is Saban. So like yeah. Play for him. Yeah, we're not necessarily on the same. Again, you're talking non-ranked to number one, but I promise you, Sark took a lot of Saban's dudes, even some of his players, and Saban is that dude. He he petty, he he crazy in all the good ways that make <laughs> him a great coach, and he circled his game, too. Best believe the level that he recruited in this state, he want to beat Texas by five touchdowns.
4: Yeah, and getting those guys to understand that, like, look, you're playing them next year, too. All these young guys that aren't going to the league, Like, you're playing them next year. You're going to play them the next year after that, too, and probably the next year after that. Like, don't let them go get the bragging rights now because you want want to go in, and if it's a seven-score game, like you were talking about, seven-point game, like you were talking about, Nick, then next year, you're like, yeah, we have a chance, and we're coming for you guys this year. Like, it's a real thing. This is a real rivalry.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, and that's also what you've seen with the Aggies. As much as we don't like to talk about the Aggies, Alabama, they I don't know what it is, and even before Jimbo, but certainly with Jimbo, and, and that's kind of my thing about Sark. Oh, this is – Jimbo don't give two bleeps. He is talking crap to Saban. He is calling them out. He is calling them crazy. And I think his players are feeding off of that perspective. No, I'm not scared. Let, let's go. And every game they play, win or lose, it is way more – it's closer than – the the line and everything say it is exactly what Lamar it is a dog fight when they yeah. play those crazy dudes over the way so that's yeah, why right. I feel like that and needs to happen. Guess happening. who Bama well, lost to last MVP. season? And they lost it. Georgia and AM.
0: Yep. That's another thing they gotta send a message to the SEC as well. Like this this is the league they're gonna be playing in. You know, people are gonna be watching this. You can't be you can't be putting out bad film, you know, or or people trying to expose that. So you got to remember, you know, not only is this a big game, but this is sending a message to the rest of the league that hey, we're coming into SEC and we're not going to be, you know, the punch-around ball around here. Like we're going to be competitive and we're we're going to be there to to win championships and make a difference. So you know, it's a lot. It's a lot for them to to think about going into this game that they should consider.
2: Yeah, and on the flip so, side too. Bama wants to welcome us to the SEC. Oh, I would say dude, the, yeah. the memes are going to make themselves <laughs> after this game.
3: If, if it's a dog fight, people are going to be like, Ooh, all right, Texas and they're own. And I, and we're only going that direction. Did we beat the brakes off of welcome to the SEC? That's what it's going to look like for the next 10 years. <laughs> Recruiting may take a little bit of a hit. And so it, it's a, there is. And, and I, I crack up because everybody's like, it's on Fox game. day is here. Come on. Now, if you take out your bias, Baylor, Aggies, all you other folks. There's so many storylines going on with this game. First time Cincinnati. I mean, there's so many things going on with this game that makes sense why game day is on LBJ, uh, Fox game day is happening, and it's gonna be crazy in Austin. So it's it's gonna be live. Now we're just gonna see off the field, it's gonna be insane.
2: If you had to put it your finger out. on one advantage that Texas has coming into this game, what would it be?
0: tough to find out right being the underdog, <laughs> i would say being an underdog you know i think uh you are a 20 point underdog you know use that chip on your shoulder man you know it's the world it's you versus the world and all you got your teammates so yeah you know i should definitely lean on that mm-hmm. yeah
3: and i, I think uh, uh two of them i would say is i've already mentioned one you have nothing to lose but the other one that I think is an advantage is you have four or five coaches that was on Bama staff. You know, they that is very rare. Even if you know, Saban always plays guys that that he that he's coaches disciples and all that. But it's never like four or five people. It's one dude here, it's one dude there. It's Kirby Smart. It's all of them. But it's never been this many dudes that know them on that level that recruited every player they have. You know, that that again, this quarterback was landed by Sark. You know, Sark did that. So he knows him well. He knows his strength. He knows his weaknesses. So the ability to game plan to that, in theory, should give them somewhat of an advantage. I
2: what would you- say one quick advantage, while I'm at this really quickly, Josh. Yeah. I think a quick advantage, the Bama team didn't change too much from last year. They had seven players get drafted. They had a few guys go undrafted. This Texas team is a lot different than it was last yeah. year. Sure. It's top to bottom, their roster. There's not a lot of game tape to watch on this team. And I think we didn't see Xavier Worthy really get in the mix last week. He had two catches. I think that they probably saved that. So there's not a ton of game planning that Bama can do mm-hmm. for these guys this week. They want to save all of their big plays. They want to save their, their schemes for this big week and kind of just – Roll and especially over.
3: with the early lead. Oh, no. You got a pump block for a touchdown. You got that early First. lead. And you, I think at that point, I'm like, hold on, let's let's hold some of this. We let's, have let's all it.
2: the tape in the world to watch on Bryce Young. They don't have anything on Quinn Ewers. Am I
1: crazy? Am I like he won the Heisman? He's perceived as one of if not the best quarterback in the country. There's just something about him that I'm just like not fully blown away by. Is that nuts? I think because
3: he's still young. Yeah, you know, I, I think he just you know, the, the dude's a baller. Right? No, he's great.
1: He's great, but I don't. I don't look at. I don't <laughs> fear. I don't fear him the same way I'd feared a guy like Cam Newton, but a guy like Vince, a guy like Liner. I don't. It's just like there's something.
0: Yeah,
1: he just seems a bit.
0: You know, it's I, I feel too, like. I feel like things are wrong for an Alabama quarterback. Like, they had some pretty good quarterbacks come through the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. he they could just it's not be once. a standout compared to the rest. Which is
2: crazy. He Won the Heisman, you know.
4: <laughs> he won the Heisman, yeah. But- he's like the clear-cut front runner after last week's game, too. He was pretty incredible last week. I, mean, <laughs> <It> was, really- <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't know
3: what you watched last week, but no,
2: but he like he I, look, he he's he, ma- me. He had some
1: incompletions, <laughs> he's incompletions and he didn't sit for that many yards. Obviously, the game got out of hand and they're not gonna, you know, run the score up. I mean, though they kind I, of already did.
2: I think it's the Bama effect, though. It's like it probably is when you when you're a quarterback at Bama, like it's just supposed to be a robot that just doesn't make any mistakes. But you know. this, you know what, this I, I, offense
1: doesn't scare me like the Mac Jones Ruggs, you know, offense. Yeah. Waddle offense. They don't did. have
3: a, a Henry. Uh, uh, those different dudes. They lost Waddle. Uh, they Children lost Jalen. They, they lost a lot of dudes. But my only thing is, after watching Clemson's quarterback again struggle on that level, Bryce Young doesn't do that. the, the, the dude make plays. He makes his throws. He he's making the right reads. And 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 that guy was a five star dude. And I mean, he struggled. DJ Dang.
1: along lately he stinks.
3: Yeah, he, he was. Let's call it.
1: He's he, he he not good. He, he stinks relative to being a college quarterback. He, someone tweeted out that he's going to be a quarterback for another team next year. Probably will be. Uh, Lamar, what are you telling the offensive line? Because, of the, well, we're talking about Bryce Young here. And we could talk about all we want. the best player in the country, in my opinion, is probably Will Anderson Jr. And then his running mate, Dallas Turner, is superb, superb as well. What are you telling the offensive line, young offensive line, about this pass rush?
0: You know what, don't, don't hang up. You know, it's always about the next play. Don't get hung up on the last one. You know, they're going to give up some plays. They got some great defense players, you know, as long as they stay mentally tough and they just don't get lashed on to that one play of them making a mistake and they just keep going to the next play, they'll be fine, you know. Be there for your quarterback. Open up holes for B-John. Be nasty, you know, and, and get after and Just don't get hung up on the, on the last play. You know, focus on going to the next play and keeping the game going.
3: Mm-hmm. I got a question about that, too, because in my head, for you as a D lineman, if O-line's young or or, or not developed yet, I feel like Sark's going to be, you know, swinging it to Bijan out of the backfield, giving it to Worthy out on the edge. And how frustrating can it be when the ball's coming out so fast and and you keep rushing and you keep doing like because oh, that, that's what I that's how I felt like AM beat them. And I, I feel like I saw a little bit of that last week preparing for this week, but if they almost try to eliminate you by the by the fast, you know, one, two, three, boom, one, two, three, boom, how Tempo. frustrating could that be? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's that's really frustrating the defense because it feels like you're not getting enough time to get there no matter what you do, you know how how fast you get off the ball. You can be beating guys, and the ball's still coming out. You're almost getting to the quarterback. It kind of wears on you, you know, mentally as the game go, goes on, because you feel like, man, am I not doing the right thing right now? But uh, even though you, you could be be doing great, but it's not showing up because you're getting the ball out so quick. I mean, that's the way you kind of nullify great pass rushing is you get the ball out quick, and you know, you put it on the DBs, you put it on the linebackers to to cover those zones and play man, and see so you can. Who can uh, play best the best defense in, but you know, when those teams doing that Nick one diamond, we used to call it the Nickelode, I mean you just you just hate it because it, it makes a game just a long game, you know.
3: Especially you know, in a, eleven AM in Texas on turf. <laughs> yeah, in the heat.
0: And you're not getting there, it's just like, oh come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. You know, I mean I hope getting, that's the game plan they, they go for.
2: I hope it's the game plan they go for because I feel like we have guys on our roster that can benefit from that. Jordan Whittington's one of those guys. Xavier Worthy's one of those guys. Bijan Yeah, I mean, like we've we've got all these guys on this team that are quick nickel and dime players that we can mm-hmm. just dink and dunk to, and just keep that tempo up. Oh, I,
3: th- yeah, stay I ahead actually of the chains. Yeah,
4: I actually thought Quinn made really good reads to like the underneath routes and stuff. I I thought he made. I, I know his. He threw that interception down the field, but I think he was pressing a little bit there, but like he made some quick decisions out to the slot and, and underneath, and so I, I think that'll really benefit us well. Yeah, Nick, I'd be surprised if it wasn't a main part of our offense to get those our playmakers involved. Lamar, I really love what you bring up, though, about like when you were playing and you're looking at guys like Sue, you're looking at guys like McCoy. I hope that Overshawn is saying, okay, this is a game where a lot of NFL yes. scouts are going to be watching. Yeah, because they want to see Will Anderson do his thing, and I'm gonna st- I'm gonna steal the show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the best edge rusher in this game, and they're gonna to have to draft me.
0: Like, I mean, that's that's gotta be your that's gotta be your approach because you know anytime you're going in a game where no those scouts gonna watch the, the the opponent. Like, if I'm playing against Nebraska, or if I'm playing this OU, I'm walking away from the game the best deepest tackle. And each one of those guys who are seniors has to be looking at it like, hey. Now this is this is where you're gonna make your money. You gotta make this game where you're standing out against them as an opponent and you're doing the those on your position and the ones that they're actually scouting, because that's what's gonna get you picked up.
3: I mean, yeah. considering we're unranked. I mean, think about how many scouts are gonna be in the building. What else about to say Griffin talked about it last year? He's like, I had Michael Huff right next to me, but when they watching Huff, I want him to be like, who is that dude right there? yeah so as they're watching this game which everybody on the planet will just to see the storylines is it's good and bright and early i know people don't like the early game i don't mind because <laughs> yeah what are your I'm thoughts on the early like game that, lamar? that early anyway
2: what are and your so, what are your thoughts on the early game lamar because i like them, I like them
0: prime time games after <laughs> being be in the league anything at seven to nine is where i want to be yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what i
1: hey we're in west coast i have to be like i have to be pretty drunk by 9 a.m this upcoming weekend it's a lot of pressure to be up like i'm 27 years old nowadays you know what i'm saying like I, i'm a grown-ass man like i can't it takes a lot, little more than usual for me like i can't go out friday night like i have to get a good night's sleep friday night now
2: yeah. uh, My for you josh I <laughs> uh, yeah i just
1: think that this I felt like last week with Worthy and Whittington probably our two potential biggest playmakers outside of Bijan, it was about as dull of a game as they could have had.
2: I think it was intentional, though.
1: I, I look. I think that this is a situation. I love the chip on the back. Even like, I saw the Ohio State game was a seventeen point favorite last week, and the Notre Dame head coach was like, "We're going to pencil that in." And yeah, they ended up losing, but they they covered. They did not lose by seventeen. And I think that, and this could be wishful thinking, a little Kool Aid sipping, but I would love for this to be a really tough place to play because we were right there. The LSU, if you go to that LSU game, that LSU team was not only the best team in the country, obviously, but maybe one of the best teams we've seen, period, of all time in college football. And we gave them the toughest game they had. Mm-hmm. We were a Todd Orlando smoking a little, you know what, on the sideline, the all game out, game, third boy. and God, no, all out blitz, like this is a Madden game. Away from really making away from really making this something serious, like, and then, you know, last year the OU game, we're up, we're winning. They make the QB change, which was again unplanned for, which goes to what you're saying, Nick. Maybe we have some tricks up their sleeve because we have all the tape on these guys. They don't yeah. really have enough tape on us, and we didn't have tape on Caleb Williams. If we're let's say best case scenario, we're up at half, Q and Lamar. What are you? As the veteran leaders of the team, obviously it's going to be very coach heavy. But what are you saying to you know maybe your positional groups as the veteran leaders if you're up to hold a lead at home, and then not do what the Texas has done as a late. Zero
0: zero, like we all you know we've always said it's zero zero at halftime. Yeah, Mad Dog always said that zero zero. I mean, fortunately for us, we were actually up by twenty one by halftime most the times. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple times we rolled out helmets, and the game's gotten tough, but. um we all, I always tell the guys zero zero game starting over. We're going out there fresh and, and don't let what happened in the first half affect you in the next half and just play play your game. You know, don't try and reach too much. Don't try and do too much. Just do what you've been doing. Score zero zero. Let's get back to it and and, and, and keep and, keep throwing yeah. haymakers.
3: Yeah, and the pressure doesn't change at that point. Even if you're up at the half, you still have nothing to lose. So don't because some of these cats, what well, we saw so many yeah, times when they gave up them. those big leads, they get a big, big lead and they, then for some reason they got tight. No, bro, you, you're leaving. Go zero zero and just do what you do because it is hard in the second half. You're playing in that heat too. Your body's a little bit, you know, you're not 100%. You're probably about 80, 75%. Yeah, you, you've
0: been throwing your moves out there now. So yeah, look, your moves ain't getting no fresher.
3: They're not getting any pressure. So really understand that. And last but not least, and Lamar did this, our team did this, no better time, those first two series of that second half can really set the tone. If you go back out there and hit them right back in the mouth and say, "Nah, that wasn't a fluke, we're still here, I think those little things like that will, um, I think that'll help their chance if they happen to be up in the
0: half. So I, that's how they keep
3: the momentum. Dak, this Bama the- offense,
1: I, I'm, I'm serious. I really think, and I know, like, look, I don't mean to poo poo Bryce Young. Obviously, he won the highs, means he's going to be a top five pick. <laughs> I know this. I'm aware of this.
3: <laughs> Probably top three um,
1: pick. Okay. All right, Q. <laughs> thank you. Who's, who's, who's side are you on, my friend? Whose side are you on? We've been near this long enough. Whose side are you on? The, <laughs> the, I really think we can get to him. And we could make it a really long day for him. I don't. He just doesn't have that burrow effect, that Cam Newton effect to me. I think that we've seen him get a little rattled, and I think we can like with Georgia. I'm obviously, that's the Georgia defense. It's an all time defense. I'd but even sad. that, even that A and M game, like it's if the if A and M could get it done at home. Like, it's feasible we can be in the mix.
3: You know what's crazy about that? And I've, I've thought a lot about that. And I watch Bama weirdly because I don't watch a lot of teams outside of UT. But
0: mm-hmm.
3: what's not being talked about and maybe Sabin controls the media, like some conspiracy theorists will say, Bama's <laughs> O-line is not what it used to be.
0: Yeah.
3: That is the thing. Where Bama was drafting O-line year after year multiple, their issue last year even bigger than the Georgia's defensive line was real. So let's that, let's not worry about that piece of it. They had three or four first rounders. But all of the games I saw Bama struggle, the Florida game, I mean just did different games, their old line got their butts tore up. Not mm-hmm. so about that game. Have they improved that much? By the way, don't have Flood anymore who's on our on, on our sideline. And so has that effect from a recruiting which also says a lot about the Myers the fact that they're not – that's that's a whole other conversation. But the, the I think that's where a little bit of a weakness that haven't been talked about, which also leaks to Bryce Young at times showing a little bit of, you know, happy feet and, and making throws, being a little off and stuff like that. So if we can, again, get pressure or penetrate that online line a little bit like we saw several teams do last year, I think that's where we, we may have a chance.
1: And Bryce yeah, Young can run, really and we know that. Yeah, he could run. He we had know 100
3: that. yards rushing last week. Yeah, yes. a like contained contained pressure, right? Which, so by the way, not... tells me that that O line still has a little bit of work because it wasn't necessarily designed runs.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
3: it was okay. It broke down a little bit, and he made a play. So yeah, yeah I, I just
0: uh,
4: a a quarterback that can run like. Makes oh, that's our of, kryptonite. I know it makes me think about KJ Jefferson last year. Like, I get scared. I know I like,
1: kind of blacked out, and forgot he had 100 yards. I'm not gonna lie, fellas. <laughs> no, now no, but I, now yeah, I remember, like in that. A oh,
3: smooth
1: my 100. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. The, yeah, he did have a century on the ground. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was, it was a long Saturday. The it was hyped after the win. The I really, I do think though, like, we saw him. Like I'm not saying we're gonna get, again, not saying we get that Georgia kind of pressure but he looked uncomfortable in that game and he looked uncomfortable in that Florida game. And that was a really good point. Key like I, we people forget about that Florida game. Oh, that,
3: game really like, that game was really close. That game was tight, frankly, man. You know, we don't do the what ifs, but Florida actually screwed that up. I think it was a, it was a fumble. It was, it was something crazy where Florida was in position eight and they ended up screwing that up, but their D mm-hmm. line the tore Bama O line up. Mm-hmm. And that was what I remember more than anything, but. Quick question, Lamar, other than football. So you go back to school, mm. you take care of business. What does that mean? Well, what made you go back and, and what are you planning on doing with that extra degree? So I, uh,
0: when I had retired from football, I wanted to get into venture capital and I uh, started an angel investing group and really wanted to be a founder and learn more about it, learn how to raise capital, learn how to create a a product and and, and launch it in the market. So I designed a smart box for age restricted items that can, you know, go in different markets like hotels, airports, stadiums, and things like that. They can deliver anything that requires you to be at age to shop.
3: That's real, man. Proud of it. Proud of you. So I love Just that. Hit that's, hit them with the good.
1: That's cool. Uh, all right, man. Everybody gets this question. It could be on the field, off the field. It could be anything could be when you play, when you didn't play. What is your favorite memory as a Texas Longhorn?
0: I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> you know, my, my, <laughs> yeah. senior, my senior year was magical, so, you know, I yeah. lost that Natty and, and everything uh, in between that was just, just pure amazing. Love. I'd have to think it's... Uh, where we won the Big 12, in, in, um, in the first game there, you know, I mean, we're seconds away from, from not going to the national championship, and, and Hunter Lawrence brings one home for us. I think that's probably my favorite.
1: Yeah, Hunter Lawrence, what an underrated UT player.
3: Well, we will take yeah. Hunter right now. We were big for a hundred
0: lawrence right now, bro. <laughs> he's 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 a, he's he's tucked, he's tucked in there, but I don't know to he actually we well, won a few games for us.
1: Yeah, he, nice. he's big, man. He he was big time, he's a very underrated player. Lamar, thank you for doing the burnt orange proud. Uh we I appreciate
3: hope you fam. I'll see yep. you Friday. It's yep. so a dude Thanks you guys don't want to, to talk to about it. venture Capital's Friday. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Dude from New him, York.
0: Appreciate that, Quan. Thank you guys sir. for having me on. Thank and you for know, joining. Horns and, and baby tell the crew, what's up? Let's
3: get that <laughs>
1: win, baby. Let's do it. Hooking <laughs> horns. Thank you, Lamar.
3: <laughs> what's up, gents?
1: All right, real quick, just you to wrap it game. up. We're still, he's a great dude. We're wrapping up. It's still recording. Nick, toss cue than me. Are we going <laughs> to do, do it or no?
2: Well, are they going to put us well, on the spot me? like this? Yeah, I'm so, putting on the spot like this.
4: So Nick, Nick already said the line is 20 and a half points right now. Uh, the over under 64 and a half. So that would be a predictive score of 42 to 22. So
2: I think we're going to cover. I don't think we're going to win. Okay.
3: That's where I'm at. I, I I really am. And I I think, I think it's going to be an absolute dogfight. fight. I, I really think we're going to see, Dude, you got game day here again. It's crazy that the similarities of what we're seeing versus that LSU game. Now, you don't have a leader like Sam Elliger in there, but you also have a different coach and coaches and, and a different mindset from that standpoint. So I am a little worried about Quinn <laughs> just because, dude, this is this – is, <laughs> you're, you're throwing in the fire. You got number one team on, on the country, and you haven't played football. I guess you have in a week now, but – Bama's D line—you've never seen that at South Lake, so I think we're going to cover. I think dudes are going to show up, make some plays um on both sides, but I—I I think we're going to cover. I think we're going to. I don't know that we're going to win. I think we're going to lose by ten.
2: Is that enough? You think for them to get their motivation that they played a close game? Or do you think God, be a, that's close? No, it's close. One hundred percent.
1: One hundred percent. One
3: hundred percent. And really, from a standpoint of. The beauty of what I feel like we have now is they lose by 10. There's no moral victories, but there's something to build on from that standpoint. And I feel like this coaching staff would be like, listen, that's not good enough. Whereas in I remember being the guy who did the post-game interview after the LSU game. And I was like, fellas, that was fun. That was great. But we lost. And there was damn near celebrating in the locker room. And that's what won't happen from a standpoint of this coaching staff. And, um, and, and I, I, I think that's why we'll build on it and, and go into UTSA and and conference a lot better. If, if we show up and and, and make it a dogfight.
4: Yeah. I mean, to- realistically, if we lose by 10 to the number one team in the nation who coming into the year is supposed to win college football playoff, like you you're in a great position, right? Because that means that if you play them again, you've got a chance, like, I don't know. I think there's nothing there's nothing wrong with if we lose by 10 points, that's we just gotta pick our head up and and get back to work and and do our thing. I mean, I I honestly came out of last week looking at what we did, and I was I was starting to sip on some of the Kool-Aid that that Josh (laughs) likes to pour out so frequently. But then Josh, you kind of talked me back in this episode because you were like, you basically just like. Poo pooed on Bryce Young the entire episode, (laughs) and now I'm like, (laughs) I feel like we put bad juju out there. No, I'm I'm, I'm yeah, he ran
1: well, but like he didn't throw. He wasn't. He has five touchdowns, but he didn't torch him for a million yards in the air. I think this guy is rattleable. I don't think that's a word, but I think now it is. And you can get. I think you can get to him a little bit. And I think, I think, I think we're gonna cover. I think we're gonna lose. But you bring up the over under. I think this one goes under, and I'd be happy if it did. If we covered and this thing went but, under. Uh, I'm really just, well, outside of a like win that would
3: be next level. Is because I mean our defense played their ass off. For sure. Oh, that's what dude. I want. I would, I would how be, bad yeah. yeah every bit of the Kool Aid if that happens. If we go under and cover,
1: the defense looked, the defense like looked good though like last oh week. dude they did we made tackles like we hit people like and
4: we didn't I, hesitate no in groups too there weren't a lot of isolation tackles
1: yes dude like they were got like, like yeah like the, you know the young kid what's his, being a baron um like baron sorel got he yeah he had one and a half tackles though they said they called it two in the booth but he had one and a half in the stat line because him and coburn got there together guys are gang tackling in the backfield together and i think Jamison's electric
4: yeah he
2: is Playmaker. i mean
4: I, I do think like Sark said it in his post game presser, like he's glad that Quinn didn't have a, you know, eighteen for twenty game. Right? He threw his pick early, he he forced the throw. It happened, but like he bounced back. So it it's Cool's good that cucumber. we've seen him be dealt a, a hand of adversity and and overcome it. Um, but he's gonna have a real challenge ahead of him. But he's also kind of he's an ace in the hole too, because like like Nick, you brought up so many times, like they don't have the tape on Quinn, you know, and and he can he can show us something and if he was the best quarterback in this game, we've talked so much about Bryce Young, like, would we be surprised? He's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks every single game in college football. So I, I do think that like, if you line up the things and if you were to go fast forward a week from now and Texas, somehow won, all the things add up where like, there'd be enough people being like, well, Sark used to coach there well, Quinn was one of the highly touted recruits of, of college football. We've He's seen supposed to be great. Years, yeah. Right. Like they've got Xavier worthy. who on any given Saturday could be the best receiver in college. football. Like the things add up where it could happen. I, I don't oh, expect yeah. it to, but um, I think we just, it's a lot of football. It's, it's four quarters of 15 minutes. That's a lot of football. Like,
1: that's why I don't I think it's, they could I don't think we could hang for that long. That's why my, that's the my thing
3: issue. is I love everything you said Toss because it's so true. The problem is culturally Bama's mindset versus what we've seen from Texas in the last 10 years. Yeah. That's why I have my doubts because Bama's coming in here with that mindset. They were in the Natty last two I mean Josh, you said it, not a lot changed. Yeah, it, it didn't, but this cast was in the national championship. This won't be too big for them. It, it, it really won't. And so it will look cool. The burn orange is going to be thick. It's going to be crazy, but th- most of these dudes have been in this scenario before. Yeah. And I give that gives them a, certainly a, an advantage.
1: 100%. And I'll leave you with this, though, guys, because we're going to rock and roll here and head into, hopefully have a good Bama guy this week to chop it up with. But to ride off in the sunset or this great Lamar Houston episode, we have nothing to lose, like you said.
3: That, that's that's my thing. Yeah, you have lose this game, we can still make lose. it. I've never played. When I was at Texas, I never played in those nothing to lose games. Ever. It would have been cool. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't have. But the, <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Never mind. We were yeah. always the ones. But the, 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 you going back to when LSU as crazy as that, that game went, you remember the post-game where Orgeron saying F Texas, F Texas, and all that. The other issue is they're crazy if they think that because Bama's number one, they they still don't see that burn orange and we don't have a bullseye. LSU was what number one, top five, number two, something like that. And it dude, they partied in that damn locker room as if it was the other way around. So what it brings of so coming to Austin, coming to Texas, what it means for Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. I just hope our guys match their t- intensity because it will be as if it's flipped. The Bama guys are coming there as if Texas is number one, and our guys need to match that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's Quan Cosby. I'm Joshua Fisher. You heard Alexander Toss from the Rocketsopolis and DJ Nikki Snacks Kreider, who will be playing in Austin. Where are you playing this weekend, Nick? uh Rio Friday night. Nick is DJing Rio Friday night. Uh, if anyone really? to, yeah, yeah. For, uh, there you go, Q. I
2: love Q. Hey, hook him horns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on that note, hook him horns. We're out of here. <laughs> this show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code Believe and get 50% off your first deposit. So, whatever your first deposit is at betonline.ag, and you could bet on anything futures for MLB, NBA playoffs is right around the corner. Actually, it's here. It's upon us. Playing games start tonight. So go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BLEAV. Get 50% off your first deposit. Thanks for joining us. We outcha. We love you. fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. Swing in a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free. And hit your free throws because they are free. Hook 'em. Hook them. Mm-hmm.